Welcome to Destiny Revival Ministries Sermon of the Week. Thank you for joining us. You can stay up to date through our social media or give from the link in the details. We hope this message blesses you. You know, I do actually follow what's going on in a service. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? And I didn't forget what was said. So I'm following along with everything. But how many of you know that in every service there's a key and we've got to be sensitive to the flow of the Spirit in order to unlock those keys, amen? That's why it's important to be led by the Spirit. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. He leads us. As a body of believers, He leads us. In our daily life, He leads us. Amen. And I always like to say this, the best time that we are ever Holy Spirit led is when we don't even know that we're being led by the Spirit. That's why I believe that when we're over yonder on the other side at some point, and I'm not in a rush to head on out of here. Yes, I look up, I look up for my redemption, draweth now, I understand all of that. I get all of that and I live in it every day in expectancy of His coming like He could come today. But I'm not in a hurry to get out of here. Why? Because there's still a job to be done. Amen. Our right. job as kingdom people is not to assemble in as many large numbers as possible with our suitcases packed so that we can head on out of here. Amen. That's not the job of the church. Yes, the job of the church is to, come on, is to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the earth. We are to occupy till He comes. Somebody say occupy. Somebody say occupy. Say it one more time. Occupy. Hallelujah. Occupy means occupy. All right. Occupy doesn't mean having your suitcases packed and getting together in a prayer meeting, you four and no more, and waiting for Jesus to come down in the clouds to come and get you. All right. How about you tell somebody else about Jesus? Are you with me? All right. And how about you do tell somebody out about Jesus and walk in the posture like He could come at any time? Amen. We do. We can do both. We, we're. You know, it's an amazing thing. God gave us the ability to do both. Amen. Don't do one. The one will keep you. The one will keep you in a place of complete. Uh, uh, we we. Okay. Please understand because there is there's two sides to a coin. We pray, and then we hear from the Spirit of God as He gives us the blueprints, and then we do what He tells us to do. All right, and we don't make it a works program when we do. When He speaks to us, we simply execute the plan of God that the Lord is revealing to us and through us. So it's, we, we do it out of a state of being. Are you with me? We're being the image of Christ in the earth. We're not doing Jesus in the earth. We're being the image of Jesus in the earth. So there's that aspect, all right? Okay, so, so the, the other side of the coin, so that there's prayer and then there's corresponding action as the Holy Spirit leads. And we are led by the? Okay, okay, so it's Holy Spirit-led activity. We do only when He says do. Somebody say that with me. We do only when He says do. That's called obedience to the Spirit, all right? The flip side of that coin is that we end up in a prayer closet and we look very, very spiritual because 90% of our a faith life in God that's just spending time in a prayer closet, but yet we never ever do anything when it comes and putting our feet, hands to the plough and executing the plan of God. God doesn't, doesn't only need you in the prayer closet. He also needs you to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the earth. Are you with me? 
And so it looks spiritual when you're locked up in your, in your prayer closet. I mean, you can say all the right things. Yeah, you can weep and yeah, you can cry and you can do everything that you want to. You look spiritual, but really you're just powerless. Come on. Because you're not doing anything with, you know, you know we, we, we go to the prayer closet like it all depends on Him. No, no, I'll say that one more time. That's the problem. That's a very big problem right there. We go to the prayer closet. Oh God, that you would. And he's going, I already did. Oh God, that you would. I already did. What do you mean you already did? Everything that needed to be done was accomplished in the body of Jesus. The last time I checked, the, the keys of hell, death and the grave. He says, I've given you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind uh, on, on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be. So it's up to us. The, 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 he has left the, the last time I checked, we've been given the authority. So prayer now is me spending enough time with God to hear the, the, the call to say, God, what is it that you're wanting me to engage? And that's what prayer is about. It's me going into the closet to find out how He wants to use me with the authority He's given me. I don't go into prayer. Oh God, that you would. Like, here's the thing. Here's the problem with that. We go into the prayer closet with that posture, putting all the responsibility on Him when He left the responsibility with us. Oh, somebody. Remember I told you, one of my major modus operandi is to set you free from this thing called religion. All right? Come on, somebody. All right. We're clearing up the air. You shall hear the truth and the truth shall set you free. All right, now I'm gonna preach what I need to preach here this morning. And uh, you know, if you need to leave, don't worry. We, we know where you live, we'll come find you. Uh, but if you need to leave, that's fine. I'm gonna try and do this as quickly as I can. By the way, let's quickly, I'm gonna do this for the sake of time. Go to the first announcement. I'll just go do it today. All right, Monday night, this coming Monday night, no intercessory prayer meeting because of this weekend being Memorial uh, being Memorial weekend. Okay, so we're giving everybody a break for that. Not that, you know, we need to give God a break, but you're gonna spend time with families and we're always engaging. So we also believe in not burning everybody out. And so you have a break uh, and you also have a mouth. So if you wanna still take the time to pray during that time and you've set it apart, then go ahead and pray. You know, if you turn on Zoom, we just won't be there. Amen. All right, but you, the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost will still be there. Okay, all right, next, next announcement. Kings and Queens every Thursday night. Don't miss that, it's absolutely awesome. Next announcement. Praise God, Junior High. That's Friday the 9th of June for ages. Uh, 10 to 14. 10 to 14, thank you. I should know these things. Evidently. So you, you want to be a part of that. Don't miss it. We'll announce it again next week. Next announcement. All right. Yeah, let's go to that. All right. Somebody say anointing service. Anointing service. Um, anointing service. So on the 18th of June, which is Father's Day, the Lord has put a list of men on my heart. And uh, please understand, it's gonna be mostly some of the young men. And I just kind of felt like God said, young lions, are you with me? And so that doesn't mean that if you're a little bit older that you're not a lion, all right? Just please understand. 
Nobody's being left out. Nobody's being singled out. It's nothing to do with that because people get offended just about anything. Why well, you never picked me? Well, I was never picked. Why couldn't I get? No, so, come on, quit with that stuff. Amen. Amen. So we're gonna we're gonna have an anointing. It's gonna be Father's Day, and we're gonna have a dousing service. Somebody say dousing. So when the Lord spoke to me to do this anointing service, He said to me, "I want you." And he showed me a picture of Samuel and uh, how he anointed David as a king. Are you with me? And uh, let me just tell you, in that time, they didn't just go, Domino Patria, hallelujah. All right, it wasn't. I mean, they, I mean, they took the horn of oil and they poured that sucker out and you took a shower in that oil. Are you with me? You were moisturised for a year. All right. And so we're gonna, we're gonna be pouring some oil. We're gonna have a tarp on the floor. I've told the guys, bring a spare set of clothes. I've told them already, bring a towel, bring, bring everything. Just bring everything that you think you're gonna need because there's gonna be oil all over the place here. And I've never, I've done, you know, just a little uh, anointing, touch the head here, get a little bit of a shiny spot on your forehead. Uh, and we're gonna do a full-blown anointing service here. Amen. How many of you excited about that? That's gonna be on Father's Day. And I felt that by the instruction of the Lord. And uh, you know, it's not just something that we're doing. We're, we're doing it because the Lord said do it. And number two, that means that there's obviously impartation and there's some spiritual significance in that. Amen. I have another video, but we'll not play that for the sake of time this morning. We'll just go ahead and do that from next week. We'll break out the Operation Leon video that we're getting closer to. Somebody say Operation Leon. For those of you that don't know what that means, it means Lafayette, Eunice, Opelousas, New Iberia. Say that we're coming for you. And somebody say this, we don't need permission from anybody or anybody at all to go and possess the land that the Lord has given us. Amen. Say this, God said, it, God said it and we're gonna go do it. Come on, somebody. That settles that. All right, let's go ahead and have, uh, say this with me, blessed. Blessed, by far, blessed through Abraham. Is that uh, available? Oh, there we go. Praise God. It's only on that side. I forgot. Please excuse our technical difficulties. This one relies on a Wi-Fi signal. Never mind. Because that computer can only handle one screen at a time and that one has to be played on Wi-Fi. So uh, anyway, it's all going to work out. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, I wanna quickly read. I'm gonna go through this as quickly as possible. I like to use that as my favourite sentence, but it usually doesn't happen, but I'm gonna be very kind. I promise today I'm gonna try and get through to as we follow up from last week. How many of you were blessed by last Sunday's message? Amen. Blessed through Abraham. Hallelujah. All right, okay, good. So let's read you. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14 through 16. I'm gonna go through several Scriptures here and then we're gonna continue. It says here, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without, without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works and serve the living God? And for this cause, He is the mediator of a New Testament. Who is the mediator of the New Testament? Jesus. He alone is the New Testament mediator. Timothy says, there's only one man, one mediator. That man is Jesus. He is mediators. There's no, uh, we are not media, we are, we are enforcers. We are not mediators. Say that with me. I am an enforcer 
not a mediator. I don't need to stand in the gap. Why? Because Jesus stood in the gap already. What is my role in the new covenant? I enforce the victory of Christ in the earth. My intercession now is enforcing what Jesus has already won. I'm not praying, I'm not praying to get the victory. I'm praying because I already have the victory. We don't start out defeated. We start out victorious. Oh, come on, somebody. I said, we don't start out defeated. We start out victorious. He didn't do a half-baked job at the cross that we have to finish the other half for Him. He is the mediator of the New Testament. For the redemption and the transgressions that were under the First Testament, meaning the, new, the Old Covenant, they which are called might receive the promise of an eternal inheritance. For where there is a testament, somebody say testament. testament. Say this testament, testament also means will. All right, so you've been given a will in Christ. So for where a testament is, there must also be the necessity of the death of a testator. In other words, in order for you to get an inheritance, so the word testament is will, the word testament is inheritance. Uh, So we're dealing with an inheritance here. What can you do to earn that inheritance? If you are written in the will and the will is given to you and it is given to you uh, by a relative, your name, guess what? When that person croaks and gives up his last breath, the whole family can be in the room and you can even come. Come on, are you with me? You can come last minute and you can say, hey, sign this piece of paperwork right here. I mean, of course that's deceitful. All right. The point of the matter is the moment he puts pen to paper and that contract says you own everything once he passes, that's the last bit of it. Whatever is on that paper with his signature on, that rules. Somebody said that trumps it all. So in other words, he's given us an inheritance. And in order for us to have an inheritance, what has to happen for you to get an inheritance? The person must die. All right, so Jesus died to give us a new covenant inheritance. Thank you, Jesus. Like I said last week, up until that time, up until that time, the covenant was not even to the Gentiles. All right, before Jesus breathed his last breath and said it is finished, the covenant was not even to the Gentiles. The covenant was strictly a covenant cut between God Himself and and Israel. So before Jesus said it is finished, Israel, here, stand up Israel. Israel, here, now put your hand out like this, like you've got an IV stuck to you. All right, he's come, turn around, face the crowd, let them see. All right, he's got, he's, how many of you know the hospital when you get out of bed, you're walking around with your IV? All right, all right, so now he's got the IV, he's plugged into the Mosaic Covenant. Are you with me? He's stuck to the IV. All right, now, before this is in effect here, okay, this is, this is the time of Moses. <laughs> Abraham. All right. So he has a covenant. God cuts a covenant here with Abraham. All right. 
and that's in Genesis 15. God takes him into a trance. You see the, the burning torch. We understand how the torch goes between the sacrifice. We did all of that last week in the, in the form of a figure eight, which is new beginnings, because through Abraham's seed, the whole purpose of the covenant, the biggest purpose of the covenant is that the seed is the seed, it's the seed. The whole point of the covenant is the seed that would come through the loins of Abraham and eventually find its way in the womb of Mary, be born into the world so that humanity can be restored from the mistake of Adam right from the beginning. Are you with me? In the meantime, God now cuts a covenant with 430 years later after Abraham, there is a covenant. And in that covenant, God speaks to Abraham about it all because the book of Galatians, which we'll get into, says that the gospel was preached before to Abraham. So God, when He went into covenant with Abraham, like a good businessman, had to show Abraham everything. How could Abraham come into an agreement with a covenant that he didn't even know he was a part of or what was in the covenant? So God shows him, the Bible says, was the gospel was preached to him, everything. In other words, Jesus, Moses saw the law. I mean, Abraham saw the Mosaic covenant. He saw the death, the burial and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he saw the age of the church. Are you with me? Amen. And God speaks to Abraham and pronounces blessing upon him. He says, in you all. He didn't say just the Jews. He said, in you all. Somebody say all. all. Somebody say all. all. Means all. all. Because that's what all means. All right. That was a good description. In you all the nations. So the, the covenant of blessing begins with Abraham. Here, God enters a covenant with the Jews. That's not all nations, is it? That's not all nations. He comes into covenant with the Jewish people. The Jewish people are on the IV of a covenant, which is if you, I will, if you, I will, if you. If you don't, I will also. Are you with me? So Jesus, the one mediator of a better testament, come on, a glory of a glorious new covenant, comes, oh, shaka mahande. He takes that, you come stand up here, Brother Danny. All right. So he stands here. He has already, he's already, God's already done His thing. Jesus comes and so He comes through here eventually. And by the way, the law, let me just remind you, was never given to produce righteousness. The law was never given to produce righteousness in anybody. The law was given to show them that they were in need of a Messiah. The law was given on the basis of the sacrificing of the blood of animals and they knew that it is only temporary that until the Messiah comes, there would be continuous offering of animals and the shedding of blood in order for them to be covered year in and year out. They knew it was a temporary thing. It was never given to produce righteousness because if it was, there would be no need for another covenant. All right, so Jesus comes and he, and he looks at Moses here and he disconnects the RV. Go sit down, Moses, Israel. He takes the RV, 
plucks it back into Abraham here. All right, it's Abraham. I'm just trying to give you a picture here. Just stick with me. All right, or he rather, okay, here's the plumb line where the original word of blessing was spoken, Abraham. Are you with me? So Jesus actually now takes, removes the, the, the drip with, with everything. It's now attached to Abraham and He brings it over here to the new covenant people. And then He plugs it into all nations who will be blessed. Why? Because of what Jesus did. So have you seen now the line of blessing is in Abraham and not in Moses? Are you with me? Our blessing is not in Moses, it is in Abraham. The original word spoken came to Abraham. We are now attached to that. So in other words, everything in between here is not applicable to us. Okay, you may be seated. Thank you, sir. Now, understand, understand here. Some of you, what do you mean? Are you saying that we have to throw half of the Bible out because it's not applicable to us? <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Amen. I'm trying to say the Holy Spirit has become our governor. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. We have more faith in trying to stick to the letter of the law and its requirements to produce in us a temporary righteousness, which it will never do, than we do in the Holy Spirit, which they never had, which we do. He's become the very power of God who leads us and guides us into all truth. And we've got to depend on Him to keep us free. We've got to depend on Him to keep us walking in the path of righteousness as we manifest that He reminds us who, of who we are. We begin to walk that out. He is the one that tells us how to live that way. And we have more faith in what the law can produce than what the Spirit of grace can produce in us. So I always ask people that are stuck into that stuff. When last, okay, I'm, you're saying you have to do all this stuff. Okay, fine. I'm telling you that the Holy Spirit's been given to me as a power to live that out. All right, that's what I'm telling you. Now, my question to you is, when last did that Holy Spirit who empowers you to live in truth ever tell you to look at that woman across the street and say, you should commit adultery with her. When did the Holy Spirit ever tell you to go and get it intoxicated? When did the Holy Spirit ever tell you to go find the first drug dealer and hook yourself up to an IV and pump yourself with heroin? Come on, I know I'm being a little bit drastic and dramatic here, but it's the truth. The Holy Spirit is the one. Cody, man, you know, six weeks ago, I'd have to walk here to get past you. I'm just <laughs> He can handle that. Hallelujah. Come on, he'll tell you the same thing. Amen. Come on. I mean, I'm serious. I'm just walking there. And I'm like looking at you. It's like, a, like I'm walking next to another person. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. 
The prophetic purpose of God, even in this weight loss, is being released on your life. I mean, there is a newness of a life that is coming to you. It's like a brand new boat has been given to you with a brand new sail on it. And it's gonna be better than ever before. Come on, God's just getting your engines. What it, I mean, the enemy was at an all out attempt to take you out and he hasn't succeeded. He's not gonna succeed because the plans of God for you in Him are yes and amen. So, so I'm not being hard on that. I'm just trying to say that, you know, this presence thing that we flow in, the better, we become better at it by having the right understanding of how things work. We become, we become, we become postured with a mindset of truth where the revelation of God is coming and washing and brainwashing you. Come on, are you with me? You need a, somebody I said on Friday night, well, you brainwashing me with all this stuff. Yeah, you need a good brainwashing. Your brain needs to be washed by the water of the Word of God. Because if we don't understand that, even in our worship, we will come from an old covenant mindset. We will come to God postured in a place of an old covenant mindset. Even in our worship, we will come like Isaiah. Woe is me for I am unclean. I'm a man of unclean lips. Wow. That was good for Isaiah, but it's not good for you. Oh, somebody got really upset with me now. I'm talking about Isaiah when he says in Isaiah 6 and the angels and the seraphim and here the glorious encounter, the train of the robe of the glory of God. And I spoke about this a couple of weeks back. The robe of God was literally His glory. His robe is made out of the train of His glory. We filled the temple. Isaiah encounters God, falls to his knees. And we can fall to our knees because when God's presence comes into the room, guess what? Hallelujah. But he comes and the first thing he says, woe is me for I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell amongst a people of unclean lips. And then he says, who will go for me and whom shall I send? All right. That was good for Isaiah. It's not good for us. Oh, you see, you see, because that's what I'm talking about. You need to have your brain washed. I'm not, I mean, don't get religious on me. I can tell I'm not going to get through this today. Yeah, I'm doing good. The Bible says, in the book of Hebrews, the fourth chapter, that we come before the throne room of grace with, what else? Somebody say it again. Some, boldly. Say it louder. Whoever, say it louder. That's it. We come to the throne room of grace. Not saying, woe is me. I'm a man of unclean lips. 
We come to the throne room of grace. We might be having problems, but remember, when you come before the throne room of grace and you come with, the, with this, I'm coming down to say, woe is me. What you're saying is, I am not completely righteous. What I do makes me righteous and I've done some things that make me unrighteous. I must come, woe is me, Lord. Either you understand that you have fully been made the righteousness of God in Christ or you don't. God does not identify with you on your personal identity. He identifies with you in your born again identity. When you come before Him, you come with boldness. What do you do when you come? Lord, I have fallen. I have made mistakes. I come boldly before You as Your child. He didn't disown You. You come to Him and you say, Lord, I have fallen. I made a mistake. Thank You for Your power that gives me the ability to be free. Yes, Lord. Come on. Otherwise, you're going to be living in an identity crisis. That's right. Come on. We don't, you see, the old covenant is where we used to run away from God. The new covenant is I have become your righteousness for you. Does that mean you no longer have the ability to stumble and fall? No, why? Because you're so, you live in a, you have a spirit, you have a body and you have a soul and your mind, your will and your emotions, which is your soul, still has the ability to go and do what it wants. Are you with me? But that does not change the fact that you are a new creation in your spirit. Come on, come on. And the part that God identifies us with is our spirit. And if you're dealing with issues in your life, it's not your spirit's fault. It's your stinking head that hasn't had a revelation of what I'm telling you about. Because if your mind, your will and your emotions got renewed to who you really are, you wouldn't be dealing with all of that because you would find the power of grace to walk in the righteousness that He's given you. Come on. Come on. I'm tired of religion. Religion is always putting the cart before the horse. Come on, that's right. Religion always makes it about what you've got to do. So I can preach really strong like this and just say it how it is. Hallelujah. I can say it and then I can go hallelujah because if I see people or sense in the Spirit that people are having a hard time, that gives me great joy, not maliciously, but I can go back and just put my arm on the pulpit like this and just lean in. Let's pretend this is Jesus. I can lean in on Jesus. Say what? I'm leaning in on Jesus because what I'm preaching to you is what He's done. I'm preaching to you a revelation of the centrality of the person of Jesus. My revelation, my revelation. Come on, yeah, that's the thing we also have a problem with. Paul said the Gospel that I preach and I'm taking ownership of the Gospel and the revelation He's given me and I'm telling you the Gospel I preach has Jesus at the centre of it. What does yours look like? I can now say it's my gospel. Why? Because it's in me. It's a revelation. It's not a formula. It's not a theology. Yes. Hallelujah. 
That revelation has apprehended me. It oozes out of me. It is me. It's who I am. And it's because of Him. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. Come on. Come on. So unless you've got the boldness to say what I just said, you're probably smoking the other gospel. Come on. I've got confidence in what I say, not a confidence in my flesh. My confidence is I 100% am confident. Why? Because I am secure that the words coming out of my mouth are for the glorification of Jesus. I'm confident because the words coming out of my mouth is not man exalted, but Jesus exalted. It's taken all, all of the onus off of me and put all of the glorious work of His accomplishment on Him. And I get to live it out. I get to be an enforcer of what He's given me. I get to no longer sweat by my brow. Are you with me? Just like Adam in the garden. Because the moment sin came into the moment transgression came, guess what? He, He had sweat coming down. You shall work from the sweat of your brow. That's what the Bible says. Jesus on His way to, in, uh, on His way to the cross. When He has the crown of thorns placed upon Him, the Bible says one of those thorns pierced His brow. And obviously if it pierces, there's blood that came out of it. In other words, part of the redemption process before He even said it was finished, part of the redemption in that the one drop of His blood coming out of His brow from the crown of thorns was to take us back to the garden where He said, you will work by the sweat of your brow. Now we can rest, be Holy Spirit led and live a life led by the Spirit and watch Him do it. Why? Because it's what He's done. All we get to do is say, thank you, Jesus for what you've done. As your child, I will take the authority and I will be, come on, I'm doing it because guess what? I'm a son. I am an inheritor of an inheritance and I wanna be faithful with the inheritance He's given me and I want to execute everything that He's given me, powers to execute. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Come on, that's like execution. Ninja stars. Come on, listen, I'm having fun. I'm having fun. I'm not in the ministry like, you know, like like wounded by some, like whatever religion. Religion has tried to throw a bunch of punches at me already. A lot of them. In fact, my one encounter set me free from every future encounter. When I was in my house one day praying in the Holy Ghost, interceding, the spirit of groaning came upon me and I groaned like nobody's business. So loud, I walked into the master bedroom. I found the master bathroom. I found the closet inside the master bathroom, locked myself in and put a towel on my face as I was weeping and groaning in fear that the neighbours would think I either am dying or I killed somebody. 
I'm groaning and in my head, there is a separation because I know the groaning's coming from here and my head is going, what's going on here? And there's such a disconnect. There's such a, 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 a vivid realisation of the disconnect. And I'm like, Lord, what is this? And the Holy Spirit speaks to me the most crazy thing I've ever heard. And He says to me, I'm removing the pain of the future out of you in advance. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. And the storms that we faced after the fact, ladies and gentlemen, there's a season and a time. And I'll know when that is. Isn't that powerful? I'm going to end with this. And I'm not ending. I'm just kind of ending for the sake of ending. Abraham, number one. Let me... All right. So how many say this? Deuteronomy 28. Is a declaration of old covenant blessing. So Deuteronomy 28 says, if you are will, if you are will, if you are will, if I will, if you don't, I will, if you don't, I will also, I will also, if you don't, I really, really will also. All right? So we understand that. How many of you know that that whole entire thing, blessing and cursing, is old covenant, is old covenant. So when the Bible speaks, about being blessed through Abraham. And I still haven't even got to the clarity of what that looks like. Galatians 3, which is what we're still gonna go through, shows us clearly that the blessing is not, because everybody and their mother, when they preach on the blessing, Did you guys lose me? One, two, one, two. Because everybody that you've heard about the blessing, preaching and talking about Galatians 3, they'll go right back to Deuteronomy and they'll take the blessing part out. They'll take the curses out and they'll say, no, the blessing applies to you. Galatians 3 is not talking about Deuteronomy 28 because that's in Moses. Say that with me, I'm not in Moses. I am in Christ. And because I am in Christ, I am a part of the spiritual seed of Abraham. So the part that it's talking about the blessing is found in Genesis chapter 12. And this is all I'm gonna end off with. It says, Now the Lord has said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, Abraham or Abram at the time, all families of the earth shall be blessed. The blessing originates in Abraham. All right. Genesis 12, 
Genesis 22. This is like the final sealing of all of the deal. Verse 15, it says, Then the angel of the Lord, this is after Abraham now, because this is after he goes and takes Isaac to the sacrifice. Then the angel of the Lord came to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord. God swore. Amen. Somebody say that God swore. I've, he swore by himself. Amen. How many of you know when God swears by himself, it's unchangeable. He says, I've sworn by myself, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. In blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. And in your seed, Abram, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. We did not inherit Moses. Jesus never came and died to place us in Moses. Jesus came and died to place us in Himself and by virtue in the seed of Abraham, the originator. Come on, that's why He's the Father of our faith. That's right. He's our great, 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 great grandfather. That's it, Father Abraham and many sons. Many sons said, Father Abraham, I am one of them and so are you. Half the church is singing. Father Moses had many sons. Uh, And then we're still singing, I am one of them and so are you. And we place bondage all over the people of God. Come on, somebody. How many of you feel liberated today? Hallelujah. All right. Well, without laboring this any further, not even, did you, what? Oh, you were just saying hallelujah? Amen. All right. No, go ahead, rise, my brother. Oh, I gave me a vision this morning. I saw a woman at a wash, wash board with, yeah. uh, with one of those washboards. She was washing a shirt and it had a stain on it. Her favorite shirt. She loved this shirt. It was horse's desire. It had a stain. And no, no matter how hard she, she rubbed, she washed, couldn't get it out. And I saw the Lord walk up behind her and say, You'll never get that stain out. Just throw it away. And he gave her a new shirt. Come on. Old wineskin, new wineskin. Old wineskin, new wineskin. That's a revelation of what we just preached about right now. I just want to, yes, sir. Come on up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. We don't care. So I'm going to be leaving for a while because I'm going out of state to work. So I just want to share something on what you said about the anointing service for 
some of the guys that the Lord has picked. For June 19th, yes, sir. So, for those that don't get picked, this could be an open door. Amen. Yeah. Right? That's right. For, for you to take some offense. Yeah. But just remember this one thing. Just because you wasn't picked this time, doesn't mean it's not coming. That's right. Come on. So, if that tries to creep in, Come on, just because you wasn't picked for that day, that doesn't mean your time's not coming. Come on, amen. Be faithful. We spent 30 years, well, not 30, 93 to 2006 in lay ministry, doing everything and anything that could be done. In 2006, we spent several years in full-time ministry. And you feel like you arrived at that point, right? Hmm. No, we were better off in the language. <laughs> right? Mark, I probably should say pastor. I'm going to honor you. This is the pastor. I'll say Mark because yeah. we yeah. we're good. A, a friendship up. But So I just want to speak to you guys. If you're not picked, and your wives help these guys with this. If they start feeling that, speak into them. If you start feeling that, go to some of these elders. Not just the ones up here, but this gentleman here, this guy, and talk to him about it. Come on. Don't let it creep in and start the fest. Amen. Amen. Come on. Will hinder you in the water. Come on. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Good word. Yes. Um, you know, uh, this isn't an apology. Uh, what I'm about to say is, right, you know, we always focus on having service, allowing the Holy Spirit to move. And the intention is to normally get out by 12.30. All right, I'm just giving you that. Um, sometimes and many times we don't finish at 12.30. I'm not apologizing for that. Um, because at the same time, we also have to be stretched a little bit. Um, and that's okay. We can be stretched a little bit. You know, we don't mind sitting, watching a movie or watching the whole the whole three-part Lord of the Rings for 10 hours. I mean, look, just seriously, we can go ahead and binge Lord of the Rings all day. And that's great, wonderful. I'm not even saying anything about that. The point that I'm trying to make is, is that when the Holy Spirit moves, we're not going to say no. And, and the reason I preached the Word, we could have closed shop after all of that. And then I, I could have put the Word down today. But the word part is essential Amen. because the word part through revelation, when you walk through the door and that revelation is coming, your posture in worship, everything changes. That's right. That is why we are seeing the move of the Spirit Amen. like we are. That's right. Amen? Amen. And so that's important. That's very important because you can have the touch of God, but if you don't have the solidity of the word on the inside of you, you can end up, you know. Amen with three eyeballs That's right. Come on. instead of just having two. And then we're going to end off to this. We're gonna, I just want to ask that uh, y'all pray for me and my family right now. My daughter, my first grandbaby was coming. It was too Friday. And <coughs> she still hasn't wanted to play for Perfect. Perfect. 
Come on. Amen. So I'm trusting in hell. It's starting to us to where my daughter a little She's got a lot of faith. I would like to also ask you to pray for me that they would come here. To get out of a religious church. Come on, brother. They just haven't tried it. They just don't know it. <laughs> they haven't tried it. I like that. But God's timing on that too is going to work. Amen. That's Amen. Right. Amen. Right. Thank you all so much. Hallelujah. Well, Father, we thank you right now for this beautiful baby that's going to be born into this world. I thank you that there is no breach the head is in the right position. There will be no um, abnormalities, Father, that there will be a quick birth supernaturally. Uh, thank You, Father, that, that that baby will come out, the water will break, um, uh, the mother will do everything that her body was supposed to do to bring this child into the world. And we call, is it, are you having a boy or a girl? A boy. Lord, we declare over that little boy that he is blessed even the moment he comes out of his womb, from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. In the name of Jesus, I speak comfort to that mama's body right now. In Jesus' name, in the process right now, in Jesus' name. All those love the Lord said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. We're ending off. If you are giving today, the offering baskets to my right. Um, we don't have the live stream, but the audio will be recorded and put onto uh, YouTube. So for those of you listening by way of the live stream or you're listening to this online right now, if you would like to give, go to www.destinyrevivalministries.com. Click on the Your Support button where you can give safely and securely. If you're in the United States, you can also give and text the word GIVE to 337-434-3777. Thank you very much. And, and if you are here today writing out checks, uh, make them out to DRM or Destiny Revival Ministries. Thank you, God bless you. Have a blessed Sunday in Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen.